Hiya. Hello. Are you ready? I'm ready, Declan. Don't, <laughs> don't keep trying catching me out. You want okay. me to talk about something really... What's the word? Like, I want to catch you when you really gossiping. You'd, really you'd have to get up early for that, son. You'd have to get up early to catch me. Hello and welcome to It's in the Genes podcast, the podcast by the Digital Gene. My name is Declan. And I'm Sharon. I thought that you weren't going to say anything there. And we're a mum and son duo and directors from the Digital Gene. Today we'll be discussing, uh, amongst other things, the latest Google updates. Are we about to see a boom in shopping local? LinkedIn stories and seizing the moment after the lockdown boom boom from mark from a marketing perspective so how are you i'm fine i've actually um been out for a spot of shopping just prior to this although i actually didn't enjoy the shopping why um, i've actually just posted on on my instagram stories how how little i enjoyed it um and i just said i don't know about where everybody else lives but there is zero social distancing going on at our local shopping park um obviously there's still the queues and queues at the tills and everything but the actual shopping part of it it's as if covid never existed now um and i found it all quite stressful i'm i'm there you know trying to think about keeping a space between me and the the, the person closest to me and then either they fill the space up or somebody else just comes in the space as if, you know, what am I, what am I actually doing? Mm. Um, and I know it's not law to put a mask on. And I find the news every day very, very conflicting about whether you should wear a mask or not. Nobody really seems to have, you know, said for sure this is what we all should be doing. And actually, it was like spot the mask at Teesside Park. There were... See, in Leeds, it's not like that. It's really odd. It's very scary. Very scary. Like most people, I wouldn't say most people are wearing masks, but I don't know if it's because it's more of like a cosmopolitan setting. But, you know, because if, you know, people are coming into Leeds City Centre on buses, so they are, and trains where they have to okay, wear masks yeah, and yeah. they have to do. So it's like. Whereas I the local centre. There's not really very many buses go there. It's really all for people in cars, so maybe maybe that's it. But it really just felt I, – I just felt like, what have the last four months been about? It's almost – yeah, I've had to queue for a short time to get in, and, and obviously I'm, I'm – you know, the social distancing queues sort of when you're waiting to pay. Um, but zero social distancing inside, and – I felt really stressed because I felt it's it's that where you you're hanging in the balance of of you don't know exactly what what you should be doing because it seems like everybody else isn't. So you I know well, it's black and white. It, it's it's not like it's not black and white anymore now, is it? It's like when we were yeah. in lockdown, we all knew what lockdown was. Whereas now it's like it's not law anymore. So you it's just guidance that you don't actually have to legally adhere to. It's people are kind of interpreting it in their own different ways um and so it- yeah asking me how I am to cut a long story short is I'm I'm 
fine and dandy, thank you. And I haven't seen you for a while. But um yeah, don't it's making me not want to go out. I I'm fine going to a deserted beach or, you know, a countryside walk in the car first. But as far as going shopping and doing things that, you know, they're trying to encourage us to do, it's actually making me feel quite stressed. So you don't feel in the you're doing your civic duty, getting back out to the restaurants and the pubs. You're not you do you're oh, not ready. No, no. no, I'm not ready for that yet. See, I obviously I went out last Saturday, so yeah. And I mean, I, I said to your dad last night, I really, I'm really feeling the urge now to be wanting to go in somewhere, yeah. to go somewhere. You know, I'm sort of feeling like, oh, I'd quite like to go for for dinner somewhere, or or you know, on the train for the day somewhere. But my experience of the shops there today, I was like, haven't, haven't we just had a deadly virus? That's kept us all hunk- that's had us kept us all hunkered down for months, and now who who said it's gone? Yeah, very bizarre. I know, and I just think I think people unfortunately are just going to get on with it the way they get on with it. There's only so much guidance and only so, so much leadership you can do. But no, as I said, I was at. A, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> honestly. Well, well, I know you're I'm waiting for her. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, is she going to say to me for the purpose of the podcast? How are you, Declan? The yes, I'm fine. You're fine, fine. I'm yeah. good to hear that. But as I say, I went to the good pubs last Saturday. Um, I was out at a protest, and afterwards, I was like, I knew I could see people going into bars as we were stood doing this protest, and I was like, oh, I really want a pint. So I went and got a pint. And how did it feel? Uh, how did the pint feel? I mean, for... oh, the pint! I've never known a pint taste quite like it. I don't even know if I like Prava. No, the first one went down quick, and the lady obviously everywhere is table service. So she came over. She was like, "Would you like another?" I was like, "Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> I do." So, and they went straight to my head, like straight. No, to my I head. don't believe it. No, I know, but like normally. No, with pints, I just think pints just get you on a on a it's a bit like prosecco. Prosecco always gets you. So well, we we've been getting hooked on um I don't know who makes it, but toffee apple cider. Oh, we, it's the one in Aldi, isn't it? No, no, we're, we're, it's not Aldi. No. Oh no, it's no. Proper, it's a proper brand, but I can't remember. But it's it's the one we first had in Dubai on holiday oh, there. God, and, oh god so we've been going out and buying little stashes of that your dad and i have been really enjoying a, a, a glass of that on a night so brothers. is it brothers i think it might be something like that yeah I think. oh it it's good it's a long glass with ice it's beautiful beautiful beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. really beautiful. beautiful really beautiful. so obviously yeah we do talk all the time because we're in business together as everybody who listens knows but um, an update on the base. And are more people listen index? Uh, the Black Lives Matter episode did better than the third episode, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because we're getting feedback saying, "Oh, I listened to that." Um, oh, I listened. I know you to said that. That was yeah, I was, yeah. Oh, in episode two when you spoke about that, and I was like, "What?" Couldn't even remember. Can't remember. Can't remember what I've said five minutes ago. Never mind. In episode two. But um, obviously, we've got the good news to share that June 2020 was officially our busiest month ever. Ever. Da, 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 da. So yeah. and we're on for July looking like it could potentially beat that as well. So yeah. it's, um, 
Crazy times, crazy times. It's good though, isn't it? It's, it's, oh, it's amazing. It feels good from a business perspective, but it also feels phenomenal to be to be helping other businesses out doing what we do. Yeah. Um, you know, and really, really making a difference. Some of the, some of the feedback on some of the um, websites that have gone live recently has been amazing, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And it, it really makes us feel, you know, like we've got a purpose. We, you know, we're doing something valuable for another business. Yeah. Um, getting them on the right track digitally online so that, you know, they can get leads and sales online. It's it's why we do it, isn't it? Certainly is. Certainly Fair. is. Fair. So obviously with us being so busy, our kind of what we would normally be up to, Netflix, Netflix binges, all that kind of stuff. I don't really think I'm binge watching Veep. Yeah, what what exactly is that again? So it's like a satiric. Did you ever watch the thick of it? Which was like satirical British politicians. I might have watched some of it. Um, it's like the American version of that, and honestly, I laughed so so much. And I've watched. I'm in the sixth season now. And so it doesn't really make sense that I'm saying how busy we are, but they're just half an hour episodes. And on the night, once I've finished work, I can watch like five or six of them just back to back all the time. But that me, I still haven't had a chance to watch what you've put. Will you want to chat about Eurovision? Oh, I mean, I'm not a massive, and never have been a massive Eurovision fan. Um, I mean, as a kid, we were all forced to sit around it on the, on the Saturday night and, and watch it, you know, glue oh, yeah. TV. Yeah, it was like it was like um, it, it was like an, an iconic um, night. Everybody watched Eurovision. Bearing in mind, there wasn't a great deal back in the day, great deal else to watch on TV. Yeah, showing my age now. Um, but yeah, it was it was a it was a highlight of the TV calendar, um, and it used to be. Bless his soul, Sir Terry Wogan back in the day, who had a amazing dry sense of humour, and I think Graham Norton fills his shoes phenomenally. But yeah, um, he does. He does. Yeah, I take it or leave it now. You know, if if we're actually in on the night, it's on. We dip in and out of it. But mm-hmm. um, I remember seeing. I think it. I think it actually was on Graham Norton's show. Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know when. Months ago. Last year, I don't know because we're like trapped in the time warp, aren't we, at the minute? So mm-hmm. I don't, re- I don't really know when exactly it was. But um, Will Farrell, I know the answer. I was going to say, I know the Farrell, answer. I, was Farrell, just gonna, I never know what his name. I was is. just going to let you get your um, your your brain working a little Will, bit. Will Farrell, yeah, yeah, he was being interviewed and he was talking that he was making this movie for Netflix. With um, remind me who's in it with him? Is it Rachel, it? McA- Rachel McAdams? Who? Oh, I've actually got a girl crush on her. She's in actually a, another movie that we've watched since, which was Game Night, <gasps> which is hilarious. But I'll oh, come, I like Game Night. I'll come yeah. to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, and he was talking about that, and I think he said that his his wife is 
from somewhere like Sweden or Norway or something. And when he's visited family over there with his wife, you know, they've been forced to watch again this this weird show called the Eurovision. And he apparently over the years he got absolutely hooked on it and decided that he wanted to make um, a movie or a show about it. And consequently he has with Netflix. Oh, and they have just got the sort of what's the word what what word do you use it's like a spoof it's like a parody of eurovision but actually no it's not even those it sums up eurovision to a t basically he's a kid a bit like i've just said was forced all the family gathering around watching it when he was small on tv and he grew up vowing to himself that he would be in the eurovision song contest himself one day and just sort of how cheesy and spammy and everything that the Eurovision is it's it's like I actually said to somebody when I was recommending that they watch it I said it's so bad it's good you know one of those movies where you think oh hang on a minute for the first half hour you think should I really bother watching this but it just gets better and better um there's a great cast in it I won't spoil anything about it but I just that I just think if you want a bit of escapism right now that is the, the movie to do it on Netflix. And I, I loved every bit of it. And it's very, very rare that I say I could sit through and watch it again. And we also put it on for your grandma one afternoon. Um, and she, from the very minute it started, she tittered and tittered. I love saying that word. It's very Frankie Howard. Who you won't have a clue who Frankie Howard is, Dex. But she tittered right from the word go. And she actually laughed and laughed. Way more than she laughs at that show that you put on for her, which is RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race, which she absolutely <laughs> loves, doesn't she? Yeah. And I always hear her laughing, tittering away to that, but she absolutely never stopped to the story of Fire Saga. So I can't recommend it enough. And it's got the thumbs up from a 78 year old as well. So there you go. Oh, God, I thought you were talking about yourself there. <laughs> When did I know that I'm happen? old. I know I'm no. old. And See, I'm, I, I'm I a haven't... mother of two grown-up children, but I'm not that old, Dex. I haven't I haven't brought myself to watch it. I brought can't. yourself to it. Yeah, I'm not I don't like the thing is, you don't like Eurovision. No, so I'm, you seeing somebody I didn't like it. I've grown out of it as I've got no, old. No, I know, but like you seeing somebody take the mick out of it is quite funny. Whereas I, I don't find, know if it was really taking the mick out of it in a way, it's it's very camp and it's very it's very cheesy. It's all of those words, you know, all of those words that you would use to describe something like that. But it's just so it just ends up being so good. What are you laughing at? <laughs> what? When you said very camp, very cheesy, you reminded me of Kim Woodburn. Oh my god. <laughs> How could you like Very me? calm, very cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's why I, I had to just yeah. cover my mouth from the microphone. It, oh, I loved it. I really did love it. And then, well, that, yeah, but it's like Saturday, I don't know, like now, so like Veep that I'm watching, yeah, isn't, I don't think it could be made now because politics is like become like that. It's really hard to make satire of something that has become. Satire in itself, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's that's why I'm a bit like, oh, I'm not sure I like this Eurovision film because it's Eurovision is a, from a British angle anyway. The Europeans tend to take it a lot more seriously than we do, but yeah, we like what 
Terry Wogan and and um, Graham Norton, you know, doing the voiceovers to it. All they're actually doing is to a, lo- a lot of the evening is taking. Can we say it? The piss out of most of the acts, but they do it. Were well, you asking way. me there? Are you other no, personality? I'm just, I'm just can um. can we say it? Um, <laughs> and I I sometimes think the other countries watching do they get. Do they get our British sense of humour? Did they realise that Terry Wogan was doing that and Graham Norton's continued to do that? You do realise they're not listening to Terry Wogan and, and Graham Norton, though, don't no, you? No, but they'll 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 know about it, won't they? They'll they'll see the show the same as us. Yeah, but I think they take it seriously, whereas we don't. And you know what else stands out for me? I won't go on and on about the Eurovision, but it's just how, as a as a country, as a nation, how different we are to the rest of Europe. And I won't start talking about Brexit because I'm not I'm not that person. I don't I don't understand it or know enough about it all, but it really makes me think how different we are to the rest of Europe. You it's know, like when we used to go on holiday as a kid, like I remember going to Italy and Spain, like their music that like we would maybe call like Euro trash was so different to what because the British are good at music. We are. And you, you, those songs were like, just because you're on holiday, you would love those songs. But take them back out of that holiday scenario. Would you have raved? I mean, I know usually you rave about a holiday song when you when you get back home. I mean, you can vouch for that, Dex. I mean, you, you've got a string of holiday songs, haven't you, that are in your library. Mm-hmm. What was the most famous one? It was Tragedy, wasn't it? Tragedy! And the feeling's gone and can't go on, it's tragedy. Oh, the moves to that, what were they like, son? I mean, they were a bit basic, but you felt, you felt, you, you were felt... feeling your oats. You felt yeah. like, <laughs> you felt like you were the bee's knees when you were Remember, on that stage. You used to come on, <laughs> like, yeah. come on on holiday and you'd go, mum, mum, come on. <laughs> and we'd wouldn't we, on the stage, whatever holiday that was. But yeah, songs like that. But had you not gone on that holiday and, and experienced that, would you have really liked some of those songs, and that's how that's how Eurovision makes me feel. Right. So it's it's feel good. Okay. And then I wanted to talk about game night, but we've gone on too much. But game yeah, night. we have game night's recommend game night. Really recommending, yeah. It's on Netflix. Is it Netflix? No, I don't I think it's Amazon so. Prime. Amazon Prime. You've got them all, thanks to me. Got them all. Oh. All. Yeah. Right, let's get into some digital news. So the top of the list is what you wanted to speak about the last podcast, but we went on a bit long. So um, I will need you. I will leave you to introduce it. Yeah, it's just some um, Google updates. As as web developers, we we're interested in these uh, these updates that are always coming from Google, um, and obviously working in the SEO sector as well we're always looking at algorithms and, and think oh, felt like I didn't have any teeth in there algorithm <laughs> algorithms but um yeah google's published a document quite a few weeks ago now for developers um that basically lets us know what some of the smaller user based ranking signals will be and what google evaluates and um, it's things that we've been talking about for a long time now, sort of like page speed, 
is your website mobile friendly, whether it's got um, an SSL certificate, whether it's basically secure, you know, that little message that comes up in the corner of people's browsers, website browsers where it says not secure, um, whether the content is hard to access because it's behind ads. There's nothing worse on the mobile experience than when you land on a website and straight away an intrusive pop-up or an advert comes up. Um, and Google really don't like that. Basically, they don't like any other ads other than their own, so they don't like things popping up on websites. And whether the page jumps around, whether the content jumps around on the page and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and it said it's it's really going to be looking at it big time in 2021. And these have been things that we've tried to, you know, our industry has been trying to make businesses aware of as far as, as web user web usage is concerned. But Google are apparently going to be clamping down on it again next year. So if your website's not already mobile friendly, it hasn't got a secure certificate, an SSL it's known as, you know, if you've got ads that pop up, the worst thing that I can't stand, I don't know about anybody else, when you land on a website and straight away asks you to sign up for its, it's, uh, oh yeah. I know. Let me have a look. Let me have a look around. Yeah, hang on, I've just got here. It's it's yeah. like walking in. A, I think if people use the scenario of like the minute you walk in a shop and somebody pounces on you to give <gasps> you a leaflet, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. It's like shopping at Lush. Oh, remind as me. As, as soon as your big toe goes <laughs> over that threshold, they're on you. Are they? Like, oh, have you never? Oh, you well, don't. It's really a long time since I've shopped in Lush. Oh God, they're on you. They're like you go in and they're like. Hi, how are you? Do you need any help? And you're like, I've just got you haven't in. even accustomed to the to the fact that you're in the shop yet, but they're on you, and that's why I'm quite liking one thing about obviously digressing a bit, but lockdown, they can't come up to you, mm. so you can have a lovely, serene shop, and you can just you can just browse of your own accord. It's lovely, but no, that's a good analogy. It's like it is it's a good like analogy. Give me, give me chance. I've just arrived here, and I don't yeah. think. I always try to give scenarios of, of what it's like shopping or speaking to a business in real life because then I think people understand it more. So if, if I can say to somebody, having a pop-up straight away the minute you land on somebody's website, um, uh, you know, give it, giving them that analogy, then they go, oh, yeah, that does make sense. And the other even worse one is it's popped up and then it doesn't – not always the same on desktop, but definitely the mobile experience – you know where you can't exit. It's popped up and you can't exit. Oh yeah, and yeah. Should... On on a desktop, it's normally a bit easier to yeah. find if there's a hidden cross somewhere. Yeah, but you on just mobile. Like, FFS. Get <laughs> me out of here. <laughs> but I find like so. Obviously, these is this is Google's new update. Yeah. I don't find it very. Um, I don't think it's anything new. It isn't anything new, but it's 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 amazing, isn't it, that um, we still come across websites like that. We still come across business owners who look at us as if we've just come from Mars when we start talking mm. about these things. Um, and, yeah, it's all there on Google Google's own blog called Webmaster Central. It's been around for a long, long time. Um, and all of these things are there, and we, we obviously tap into that. Uh, and I keep saying I'm going to write a blog post about it because um, it's it's the same old thing. But I think w- the way that they look at it is they've had a period of time where we've sort of said, "Okay, get your house in order. This is what we this is what we told you a few years ago." And and as it is with everything, 
some people will have taken notice straight away and others won't. So now in 2021, they're going to be back again with a vengeance. And really, it's just about getting rid, I guess, what they're trying to do, which is a tough, tough ask, but trying to get rid of a lot of the dross that exists on the web. Um, And it's just about creating great content that, you know, you know, the reader, the visitor, the potential shopper is going to be interested in. Because I am... I'm in too much, like, I get all these, and we obviously we've said these to clients for a long, long time, and when we've been asked to speak at places, these tips that have just come in have been tips that we've probably been given for the last two or three years. But what I do worry is that does it squash all kind of, and I, I did worry it, that it, it, it squashes all kind of creativity on the web because all websites have to pretty much be quite similar. Um, but then as I as we've built ours, for clients mm. I've kind of seen that no that doesn't necessarily have to be the case do you get me like as long as it has those key f- things it can still be quite you know sometimes we say oh it's all style and no substance whereas I think ours are quite stylish oh I mean definitely them. I mean you know you you know that I've been looking at some websites just this week that are basically all style and no substance and and in fact I I even went a bit further and said um fur coat and no knickers basically <laughs> um <laughs> many people listening to that will understand what I mean you know great Design, great user experience is really important, but the basics have always got to be there. It's like a marriage made in heaven, really. And you you know from us, like the clients of ours that um, come on our support packages and where we, you know, we look after them, we're always looking at page speed. We're always looking at ways that we can improve. We don't just leave a website there to sit. You know, we say, right, this this is what we've been working on. We think this will improve the experience or, you know, It'll improve the the person who's administrating the website. It'll improve their experience and the quickness that they can do things from a business perspective. We're always, always moving. I think that's one of the one of the ways that we are different from a web design company. Well, in many ways that we have SEO experience. So SEO and content starts right at the very, very beginning of our discovery process with the client. We Mm -hmm. try and squeeze words into a design because at the end of the day, the words are one of the most, if not the most important thing. And the, and the words are what Google sees most easily and first and foremost. Um, so it's marrying those things up between the content, the design, the flow, the architecture. Like whoever thinks they can. Well, actually, there was somebody debating with me, shall I say, whether, you know, a 50 pound WordPress template can really do the business for you. And it can if you know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, it just comes down to it really. And I, the more I learn, obviously, I'm not as, I haven't had a digital career as long as you by any means. But like, the more I learn, it all just comes down to having shit hot content and content that's worth speaking about by people who don't even know you. Exactly. I mean, you you know, there's been many and many a story about websites that can have raked in a million pounds worth of sales or leads and the user experience doesn't look that fantastic, but it's about the content and the the answers to the questions that they're giving to their audience. If, yeah. you, can, if you can achieve that, you know, you're always 
going to be in a better position. And if you can achieve that and then improve the user experience as well, so that, you know, the flow of the site, the design aspects uh, and make it look amazing, then, you know, you're going to be a million steps ahead of anybody else, aren't you? Because it really is about the answering. Google has become over the last five years all about I mean, it's always been that, but even more so, you know, with when you type something in and it auto-suggests to you because those are the questions that people have already been asking. If you can be there at the forefront answering the questions that your potential audience is looking, searching for the answers for, then you're going to be right right front of mind for them, aren't you? Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's putting that perfect package together. And, yes, you know, a, a 50 pound WordPress template can do it for you, but you've got to know how to drive it. You've got yeah. to know how to drive it. So we've digressed a little bit there, but it's really just, I think the updates that are going to be, you know, more of a thing next year from Google is they're going to be shouting out louder again about quality, quality, speed, you know, making the experience great for people. Yeah. It's just, honing in. It's just honing in what's already been. And like, yeah and, and you know we get we think oh god how many times do we have to say this but you know we have to say it a lot because n- never a day goes by that we'll meet somebody or talk to somebody that has never heard of those things yeah i know we I think know. just because we're embedded in the web and embedded in what we do that everybody knows this stuff but it's become very very apparent that you know lots and lots of people don't and not just the small business owners unfortunately and and strangely it's it's some of the very large companies with marketing teams as well. Yeah. Okay, so the second thing I wanted to discuss is are we about to see a boom in shopping local as we are out again shopping? So I've got two opposing kind of two arguments here and I just thought we can maybe get into it and give our kind of personal perspective but firstly is the never spoons app heard of it no so it's come out this week um and it's a not-for-profit I think the guy said he's made 200 quid on adverts so far and that's it but since all the backlash of how the owner of Weatherspoons dealt Mm -hmm. with the um, pandemic whether you agree with him or not um, there has been some backlash. So he's made an app called Never Spoons. So what happens is, is when you're near, it, it, when it shows where a weather spoons is, it then also, if you're near it, it then gives you loads of indies that are near it. All right. So go and spend your money there instead of them. The weather spoons. So that's like, that's like an argument for that we're about to see a boom in, in shopping local. And then today I saw some e-commerce facts that during lockdown, okay, 35% of all online orders were through Amazon. Wow. Which is up from 30%. It was 30% before, so it's not as if it's gone, you know, crazily. Still more, 5% of them were Still 35% of all internet. And we were, I don't know about you, but we were all ordering stuff during lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one in five consumers claim that their intention to purchase from Amazon after the outbreak ends has increased. I don't know why they've said that it's going to increase. I don't know why they've said it's going to increase. What about the outbreak being over makes that happen? 
But also to counteract that, a similar number say that they're concerned about the company's growing dominance in the industry. And I would say that I am too. So I just want to maybe just, what do you think you're, are you, are you consciously thinking where you're shopping, especially now what's happened? Has anything changed with you? Are you still going back to the big, the big companies? Or well, are you trying to, or, it's funny you should say that because I bought one of the it dresses of the summer um from H&M last week yeah. and it was from their conscious range um and it was cotton and um basically you think because it's from the conscious range they're doing a little bit more for the ecosystem and you know organic and all of that stuff and then I saw um I was reading the stories on Instagram from somebody that uh, a blogger that I know well, who is very into upcycling vintage clothing, doesn't, doesn't buy anything new at all, just buys everything that somebody else has worn basically. Uh And um, so she was talking about this particular dress and how H&M really are pulling the wool over shoppers eyes with their conscious range. Um, and I was so intrigued by it and really sort of taken aback. And then I looked, scrolled through Instagram, and there's another there's another it dress of the summer, a pink a one that's all pink from H&M that all the Instagrammers are posing in. And I just I just was looking at it and it and it has made me think, but I thought I wonder if it does any anything to make all those people that, you know, are on Instagram day in, day out posting outfits and whatever does it does it make us all think collectively in any way differently um because i think fast fashion like i you know i buy things on asos and i'll 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 get three sizes and send two back and and i so i'm not exactly you know what i would call an eco warrior but especially what's happened this week with boohoo yeah yeah, exactly I mean like it's just it's just not sustainable and it's just but it 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 just feels like it's come with this kind of age that we're in and influencers and how everybody sees something on Instagram so immediately needs it even though they've just bought five outfits the week before and I just I just I hope that I I like so as an example, last week I ordered some books from Waterstones, which are a big company. They're no Amazon, but they are big. Mm. And a couple of my friends said, oh, why didn't you order it from um, a, like a, an independent bookshop? There's this independent bookshop in Leeds that pretty much are offering what Waterstones offer. Because sometimes we go to these brands due to convenience, don't we? Mm-hmm. So like Amazon, it'll literally, you can order at 10 o'clock and it'll be the next day. Mm-hmm. So... So, but they were offering, so they could, if they don't have the book in, you can order it through them and they'll get it to you pretty much the next day if you go and pick it up. Mm. And I was just like, and then they had a, a couple of them had a bit of a go at me at, for, for shopping there. And I got all really defensive really quick. And I was like, I can't believe I'm being chastised because I'm shopping at Waterstones. But like, I suppose we've got to support these smaller smaller businesses. We have got to support them, but I also think they need to up their game. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying they can be, you know, they can have the same 
logistics as as Amazon or Waterstones or anybody, you know, when we're talking about books. But I do feel that they have to up their game. They can't be, they can't expect people to go onto a website that is slow, uh, doesn't check out easily, difficult to navigate, um, not easy to contact them to ask them a question about something. They can't expect us all to, because I'm a massive believer that, and I've said it time and time again, and probably several times on this on this podcast series, that, you know, I really do believe businesses can thrive online and offline. You know, you you don't have a better feeling. I know how, how you feel when you go in a bookshop. You absolutely love it, don't you? Oh, yeah. So you'll always, always want to do that. But sometimes when you're busy you'll want the convenience of being able to to order the latest book that you want to read online. And I think that we can all support these local businesses, but they've got to stop whinging in some ways. I'm really going to put myself out, out here by saying this, wondering if I'll get any backlash from this, but they've got to stop whinging and invest in online. But I think I'd, maybe not like that because... You know, maybe I want to, I should maybe read into like Jeff Bezos's past, like past. Did Amazon start as a tiny company just like our business has? I think they did. So, they start selling shoes, wasn't shoes? Exactly. Though, yeah. So like, it's like they've done it well, you could say. Whether yeah. they, whether they've, you know, let's try and ignore the arguments of if they treat the workers well. I'm trying not to get into that. Yeah. I'm trying to just think they've. Aside from that bit. Like. They've done it like let's say he's going to become it's going to be a trillion dollar company. Mm. It doesn't need to be that, but even if it was a billion, that has done it really well, hasn't it? They've cap they've capitalized on something and done it and done it really well. So I always think they've all started from somewhere, and then maybe I'm naive to say, oh well, they had loads of money injected into it, mm. but like we know from being in business that for somebody to give us. Um, investment we mm. have to prove that it's a concept that's actually going to work yeah and also what about all the businesses that have been given millions and failed exactly you know, exactly girls, isn't they exactly and Girl like you've just said there about the you know you're going to put your foot in it and say they need to up the game it's mm. like the high street like i we've had loads of conversations now and i think loads of people just feel that nostalgia holds people back because they're like, oh, isn't it really awful that Woolworths closed? It's like, well, yeah, did you shop there? Yeah. Did you shop there anymore? No, I haven't shopped there in years. Well, then that's it's like, well, they closed. There's the issue. You know like, what I mean? But it's you just... know, it's like, it's like when you look at some of these um, these town bids, as they're called, aren't they? Collective uh, uh, bid. I don't know what what you would call them, but you know. And not singling any out, but you hear them all the time saying, oh, you know, we're in the doldrums, all the shops are going and what we're going to do and what we're going to do. Well, I've I've told you, listen to me, you think I was the, the world's expert, wouldn't you? But give people the experience, give them the experience that they want to be able to leave their home and come and visit you and then support that experience with a great online experience, which is what I've just said, so that when I can come to your bookshop and have a really nice Saturday afternoon and have a coffee or a milkshake and, you know, my favourite cake and sit looking through some books and maybe get 
you know, a book signed by my favourite author or, you know, all of these things that can that can happen in a bookshop. Um, but then when I'm busy as well, that I can actually get stuff from you really quickly that I want. Yeah. And like certain like, things, like with this pandemic, certain things I can't wait to start again. So mm-hmm. it just shows that we aren't becoming like that Pixar film, Wally, where we all just want to sit in and do nothing. There mm-hmm. are people like me chomping at the bit to get back out for certain things so like that you cannot replace so I can't wait to get back to the cinema because personally I don't think that you can um replace that experience of everybody sat not knowing what it's well, going to be what like I'm really excited about I actually think that through this some some things have actually improved so our friend Sam who's a famous northeast blogger northeast mm. family fun blog isn't she um and she actually posted on her socials the other night that um, Riley's Fish Shack uh-huh. is taking bookings now. Um, right. And I got really excited about that. And I said to your dad, I'm going to go online, book, book us an evening to go there. Because every time we've been up at Tynemouth, obviously we don't we don't live close by. So, you know, it's quite quite a journey for us. But every time we've been, there's been that queue up the steps there for you know for a long long time you think oh can't can't go there again can't go there again let's go mm-hmm. somewhere else for our fish and chips and so consequently we've never ever tried it the last three times tried to get there um but now because of this socially distancing um you know sitting and eating your food they're basically you can book online and you get yourself a parasol or a little fire pit you get two deck chairs they come and bring the menu to you whilst you're sat in your deck chairs enjoying your glass of wine um there's none of this fight for you know down those steps trying to get in the queue what's the best time to go um and you can um you can rearrange if within 24 hours if the weather forecast's not looking great and i was like saying to you dad oh we've got to go we can go now we can book online um and so there's many many things that i feel and obviously that does that mean that they're they're not going to cover as many meals as many people as they would i don't i don't know quite know or maybe they're in a they they might be in a fortunate position where they can still have a profitable business with less yeah. where unfortunately some like there's some bars that said in Leeds that they were going to open on the 4th and then when they looked into how much they were going to have to put into it you know like the bars that re- that really rely on those packed out Saturday, Friday, Saturday nights. It's not Mm. sustainable. So we have to be mindful in the sense that there are some businesses that can't survive without it being booming. Exactly. And you know what? I felt really sad. You know, those pubs at the weekend, last weekend, that um, that had opened and then had to shut because some some visitors who'd gone to the pub had had, uh, been tested positive. Uh Um, And I thought, how sad you've gone, you've gone, through through all that to get them opened again and then you've had to shut down because some people tested positive so we're up against that as well aren't we but that's i realistically think that that so we're in obviously july 2020 now i think that's going to be life now for people opening and shutting like that all oh, the time. absolute local lockdowns yeah. places shutting so if i go to the cinema and I'm told that there's been an outbreak that'll have to close for a couple of weeks. I honestly think this is very much normality for for the long. I mean, run. that's really scary for the the hospitality and the cult, 
culture trade, isn't it? Cultural yeah. factors. I mean, I was thinking about that earlier, you know, the theatres and like mm. you, you were saying, weren't you? Um, cinemas can do it much, much easier than theatres. But independent cinemas can't. So like mm-hmm. Cineworlds can, but the ones that, you know, like there's a really cool independent um, cinema in Leeds. It's like, and that relies on it, it needs to be busy to be, because it's, you know, it's an indie. So it's like, we're going to lose potentially all this swathe of, of, of culture. And, you know, when you see that, obviously they announced this week that they were going to one point something billion for it, all the theatres and Mm. All the, and it was like, yes, yeah, we were potentially going to lose the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, no, I couldn't believe that when I saw that that could potentially go. I was like, these these places must be hanging on a thread all of the time, mm-hmm. mustn't they? You know, they don't really make a great deal of money all the time. They just stay profitable enough. Well, their whole profit than... is it being full most nights, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And if you if that gets taken away, how can you how can the you survive? thought of the thought of amazing museums like one of my favorite places in london always to go and i could literally spend a day in there's the national portrait gallery the national gallery i absolutely yeah. love those places and the thought of those going and you just think well surely the government won't allow those those types of like how could how could the albert hall go it's it's like oh, a no. national it's treasure how could it's it like go? to think it's like it's like wartime, as if it was bombed and yeah. it was just gone. It's they like they can't let places like that go, can they? No, they can't. They really can't. Well, I, but I don't. I just don't get, know because well, you know. I hope not. We heard this week as well, which I meant to mention earlier about Kanye for president, didn't we? Oh, don't. So I'm not discussing it. Who 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 <laughs> knows what's going to go on in this this strange world that we now find ourselves in? Who knows? Yeah. So what going back to you to that initial question that I asked, yeah. um, do we think we're about to see a boom in shopping local? Because um, I always used to think it was quite a fringe thing. Mm. Like, you know, they used to in back at home in Middlesbrough they used to have this shop local initiative, but it was always like quite a small kind of I always think it's the people who've got the luxury of shopping local. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, I can go and shop. I can stroll down and do this and do that. Well, that that's because your life is pretty, pretty good. Mm. Whereas, obviously, there's a lot of people that can't necessarily have that luxury of spending a few pounds more. Or do you know yeah, what I mean? The organic fruit and veg boxes and and obviously with loads of people losing and all of that sort of stuff. With loads of people losing the jobs as well. Every time you look on the news, there's another few thousand gone. It's like, mm. how can we? So what? So what would you? What is your answer to that question? Would you like for me? I would like to say that I hope so. I really do hope so, but I always think as well. We've said it before ourselves. People have very very short memories. Mm-hmm. But then I would also agree with you, and whether that gets us in hot water, I want to see a boom in shopping local. But step, step up. Step it up, yeah. I step do. your marketing up. I step do. everything up. Like, be there's no reason why you can't be as good as I know. Amazon have got trillions, billion, but there's no reason why you can't leverage certain things and be just as good. There's no way. There's no reason why. And I won't. I don't. I can't have. I feel like we're becoming like 
a drip like a, a mum and son Mary Porters. Maybe I should go and, <laughs> maybe I should go and pitch to Channel Four. Like well, could she's we do still a... talking about that all the time, isn't she? Exactly. But like even she said, Oh, I know we've discussed this before, but this might be the end to mediocre businesses, which is awful to think that if you were running one of those in inverted bracket like commas mediocre businesses, but they exist, don't they? Oh, it's like so. when she when she did the um T V programme, Mary, didn't she? Like yeah. You would see her go into those businesses and you'd think, why aren't they seeing what she's seeing? Yeah, Everything that she recommends they do, you think, yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say them to do. Um, and you think, why haven't they seen that? But it's like all of us. We're, we're, we're working in our businesses every day and sometimes we just don't see the obvious. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. You'd be a more Gordon Ramsay, you, though, rather than a Mary <laughs> Portis. You'd be like... Have you seen these orders coming in? Four days, nobody's said anything to these customers. Are you fucking taking the piss like this? You'd be like... Well, be like, uh, yeah. Do you remember a place where I once worked where I said... I do, yeah. yeah. So who's in charge of customer service here? <laughs> uh, nobody. Nobody. Who, 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 looks, who looks after these uh, queries when they're coming online? Oh, we just take a turn. Are you oh, Irish as well? That, I don't think anybody's looked at them for about a week, though, recently. <gasps> I said, did you hear me then? What? I said, are you Irish as well? What did I do? Ah, oh, we just take a turn. We just take we a just... turn. <laughs> just take a turn, we do, we do. Well, we have got, well, you've got Irish blood in your eye, haven't Yeah. So, anyway, we we've been going on for 50 minutes now, so I'm not going to talk about seizing the yes, ball let's and, whiz and through our next. So, okay. it's just one little end bit, so... Okay, so the last little bit of news I wanted to talk about was LinkedIn getting stories. And I don't know about you, but, like, oh, I get it. This is old news, text. No, I know, but I get it. No, it's because it's probably, probably going to start getting rolled out as well. Oh, like, okay. it's been rolled out in Australia, right. where they always they always pick smaller countries, don't they, to test stuff. Mm. But, like, I get it. I really do get it because stories have been so successful on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. And they're a little bit like TikTok because they're little small bits of content, aren't they? Mm. But in my head, I just sigh. Yeah. you Because know, I'm like, oh, not another bloody platform to think about putting a story on. You know what I hate? I hate that um, eventually all platforms become one. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I know. But then you get the people on LinkedIn going, this isn't Facebook, don't you? You get the people complete Because God forbid, God forbid that on LinkedIn you could talk about your personal life. Yeah, I know. Don't you ever talk about your personal life at work? Yeah. Isn't LinkedIn the water cooler of the office? Yeah, and it's meant to, you know, those people that are leveraging it as a platform for their personal brand. Like, mm-hmm. how can you have a personal brand without not getting into at least some of your personal life? Exactly. You, I don't understand these people who can compartmentalise their themselves away from things. 
Um, but like, I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, marketing our business is a full-time job. Marketing a business development for me is a full, you know, mm-hmm. I work a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if it's because I'm still quite small. I was, sorry, our business is still quite I small. Say, so. How small are you? <laughs> I was like, you I'm nearly six crazy. foot with this quiff at the minute. Six uh, foot? Nearly. But I was just like, and then I was thinking, oh, it's going to be another channel. That I'm gonna to have to think about. It's it's just one of like I you know how much I love Instagram stories. That's where I hang out when I'm not working. Um because I'm a blogger, you know, as well. So no. I'll throw that in again, Dick. There we go again. And how much like it. if anybody wants to check out my blog, <laughs> bestbeforeendit.com. You hardly award, have time to blog anymore. Award winning midlife <laughs> style and fashion. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Haven't blogged for ages, but I'm I'm alive and kicking over on Instagram. Um, but yeah, what was I saying? No idea. How all all platforms becoming one. You know, it's like did you see in the week I tweeted about Instagram Reels? Yeah. So Instagram Reels is Instagram doing TikTok. Oh, this is what I mean. This is what I'm like. Pick a lane and stay Pick in it. Like, you love that phrase, don't you? Pick oh, I do. I just think I get it. The lane, I man. do get it. But like, it's like I've even seen that Twitter are going to do stories. Mm. Whereas for me, I think obviously Twitter is all about small micro blog mini content snippets. Mm. I don't want to have to think about bloody Twitter stories as well. Mm. But then we're here, aren't we? And then I suppose, however customers or users feel about it is what will happen so yeah we'll all dictate its usage it's so weird like we all we all jumped on instagram stories Mm. but then when they said oh we're going to do facebook stories as well like i only use facebook stories because instagram pushes it straight through for me i wouldn't then I'm not. I'm not tailoring my content for Facebook. I actually don't know where to find Facebook stories on my Facebook page. Well, exactly. So we'll we'll just have to see if people actually adopt it. I mean, I don't see. But then, the best people probably will find what works. It's like TikTok as an example. Like, if you can make it work for your business, and there are ways you can make it work for your business, Mm -hmm. and you can do it and leverage it really well. So whether some people will be like. I'm going to use LinkedIn stories and it's going to be really good because I'm going to, I know how to make this, I know how to, you know, I, do, I know how to work it and I'll do well out of it. But work, like, I'm, not, I'm not going to be putting bloody LinkedIn stories on. I know that for sure. Well, I mean, I'll have a go because I like stories, but yeah, it's, it, I think doing stories, if somebody starts preaching to me about what their business sells, um, I'd be off like a shot. Um, I, it's trying to. Is it? Is it going to be when when we say to businesses when they're interested about going on Instagram and we say, well, Instagram is meant to be a visual platform. It's not really yeah. it's where you um, upload your latest leaflet. <laughs> as a as well, no, like even us as a business when we first started, when we were back in the day called the Social Gene, we came off Instagram for a while because we, we were like, we, we cannot create visual. We don't have time. We can't create visual nice, looks like a pinboard content. So what the hell is the point of being on? And at the end of the day, it's the other thing that I always talk about is we don't own any of these platforms. 
all of these businesses are allowing us to sit and have conversations on there for free every day. Uh-huh. The, the only bit that we are actually paying dollar out for are for our own websites for hosting and getting websites designed and developed. That's where we've actually put some real money in um, as far as an investment is concerned. So to me, that's always where I want any traffic driving. I know that's a really hard balance to make between driving traffic and having conversations. Um, but the conversation should be where people then want to go to your website and find out more about you and your services. So at the end of the day, it's keeping an eye on your analytics and seeing which which um, which social platforms are working for you. The other flip side of that is that you also don't need traffic to go to your website anymore because conversions can take place within the apps. You know, uh-huh. we've had business come in through LinkedIn. We've had business come in through Facebook. Um, did they ever go to our website? You know, have we analysed that enough? We have. They might have. They might have a month before, or yeah, a week before. A, a all the, it's all these. Before, you know, yeah, you all know, these touch points, isn't it? Yeah. How how you know it? How long it takes people to have trust in you when they visit your websites and your socials and all of these things? What we all say, all you know, people who stalk us and don't say anything, they're just watching and just figuring out whether they like you enough to to make contact to ask ask about your services you know that's quite a long drawn out sales funnel isn't it sometimes oh god yeah yeah but i just saw it and i thought oh they're actually rolling it out and then that's now made me think about talking about this i've seen a rumor about twitter stories and i suppose they all you it is an argument to say that they do all become the same thing but then they're only really using each other's what's actually worked i mean some of them have tried things before that haven't worked um so yeah, what's that look for? Can you say this on the podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> when you just move there for 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 the purpose of the listeners, I'm sat at my desk at home, and Declan is is sat in his bedroom, uh-huh. where he lives in Leeds, and he just moved his head, and for a minute. You've got something hanging on your head, bot. <laughs> I thought it was a pair of underpants. Oh my <laughs> god! I didn't know what was going to come it's out. It's your eye mask, isn't it? So I've got eye mask. Eye mask and eye like mask. a. So I've got extra. that side. I've got like an eye mask and um, like something to hold my hair back. And then on that oh, side, I've got your, your extra eye mask. Bandanas. I thought you were going to say like. I, I don't know what you were going to say. It was your undies. I thought, is that where you put oh, your Oh, you were going to say, like, restraints or something? No. <laughs> it, just made me, it just made me titter. Why do I use that word so much, titter? Because you've had a day out with your titter. mother and she's titter. always tittering. She does titter. Right, is that us done? Are we done? Have we talked about so. everything we were going to talk about? It is well, a Friday night after to, all. It is. I like recording on Friday evenings, though, because... It's like end of the week. We can just end chill and week. chat. End of week. Yeah. And my gym so, is calling. Yeah, well I've had I've been drinking while I've had this uh oh, I thought been it was recording. Orange. So No, it was vodka orange. Vodka orange. Yeah, it's Friday evening, wow. you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm Thank you for listening to this episode of It's in the Jeans podcast. You can follow us both on Twitter. I'm at Declan E. Williams and you are Before Ended.
You can also follow our business at The Digital Gene across all platforms. Please like, share and write a review for this podcast. We really need some more reviews. So We do. Know, mom, we do. There we go. And I'm going to come I was going to say, <laughs> mum likes to jump in when I ask for I reviews. I think like I want to go around to everybody who listens, all five of them. Oh, yeah. I'm being awful. Yeah. You are being awful, self-deprecating. It's not, doesn't suit you. Oh, um, it does. And it if you do, if you do... But, uh, yeah, if you do share you this have, podcast, you write us one, or else I'm coming round. And if you do share us, please use the hashtag. It's in the jeans pod. And hopefully, the as our popularity um, increases, fingers crossed, yeah. um, we will be asking you to ask us questions on that hashtag. Yeah, when so, are we going to do yeah. that? I don't know. Think about that. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone. <laughs>